Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is DC Movie News, bringing you the most up-to-date discussion and commentary within the DC Universe. Police! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the DC Movie News Show, wherever you are in the DC Universe. Sit down, relax, have a cup of joe, and enjoy the next hour with us. Johnny LaQuasto here. We are missing Adam Gertler this week. He is shooting FX Movie Download, but he wants you to know, make sure you watch FX Movie Download this Friday night on FX. He's going to be back hopefully soon. I think next week, right? He's so dreamy. He's dreamy old Gertler. So we're, <laughs> but anyway, uh, tell him on Twitter, at Adam Gertler. You miss him and you want to see him back. Uh, let's get to it. we got a great show ahead of you. Um, I'm at Jay Quasto on Twitter. We are at DC Movies SK. We are at Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. Right? Yes. Yeah. Pretty you're sure. You're, Go on you're Facebook. Good. You got I don't it. Know. Find us. And uh, to my left, she's always here. You love her. <laughs> she's amazing. She's at Roxy Stryer on Twitter. She's Roxy Stryer. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. What's up, girl? What's up, boy? Not much. And uh, <laughs> everyone is so thrilled to see this guy back. He is now our friend of the show. Absolutely. I love He's it. the BFF. He's a very talented actor. <laughs> he is another man alongside me that should play a superhero in some film. Go. Find him on Twitter at Mike Kalinowski. He's Mike Kalinowski. Thank you for having me back, everybody. Great being here. It's great to have you back. I love it, man. In all fairness, though, we didn't really bring you back. The fans brought you back because hey, they're yeah. obsessed they, with you. You guys are awesome. I read all the comments and stuff like that. So, guys, that was so fantastic. Yeah. It's hard to get all positive comments. Comments from a passionate fan base, and it's you somehow cool. no, pull it they're, off. they're great. They're fantastic. On Twitter, have been reaching out to me. So thank I you get for why that. though he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, yeah, he passes in our book. Yeah. <laughs> he, he passes the eyeball <laughs> test, whatever that might be. All right, let's get into it. We got a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, first off, um, I'm going to start off with a little swear word, gang. Jason Momoa. Oh yes. Our, why not start with it's a perfect story to start with. I was yeah. gonna say no, no, shh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We're starting with it. So Indiana Comic Con, which is a hotbed for all amazing things, <laughs> he was there last week uh, signing autographs. He was at a Game of Thrones panel, and he was asked to sign a poster for a fan. But the fan also said, "Hey, besides your John Hancock or Herbie Hancock, if you go that route, can you please give a message to why the DC?" movie universe is going to be better than Marvel. Some to that extent. It was paraphrased, whatever the fans said. And Jason Momoa decided to put a nice little message on that poster. Right, sign, it. sign it right on there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is this where I come in? Yeah, you, whatever you want to say about it. All right, I'm sorry we don't usually do it, but it said, fuck Marvel. Whoa, can we say that? Dem's fighting words. Yep. I, I did it. He said it, so I did it. We'll bleep it in post. <laughs> yeah. no, we won't. Sorry you're watching this live. I, I wonder if there's a little, little undercurrent of that because he was up for Drax. 
in Guardians for a while. He was up for it, and there was they were talking because Marvel plays real hardball mm. when yeah. it comes to signing people. They're like, no, we don't care who you are. You're going with this rate of money. Mm-hmm. And he was just he walked from it because he was wow. the, up there. So, so you think he's bitter? Well, not no, not bitter. Look, who'd you be, Drax, part of an ensemble, or an Aquaman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to have your own movie eventually. But at the time, though, he didn't know he was going to be Aquaman, right? Of course not. And let us not forget, too, I mean, number one, Batista was amazing. And I know yeah, I, I, I did a casting workshop with the casting office, and uh-huh. they said Batista actually beat out a lot of people for that role. Granted, he physically fits the role. Oh, sure. Right. I mean, he was... But... You wouldn't think, going into it, that he's going to be a standout guy in that, but he was fantastic. Yeah. I also want to add that we are not 100% certain about this, because no. he still hasn't commented on it, and nobody has proved that this was him, uh, although it seems as if it was. Yeah, and that it is. His. And even if it was, it's all in good fun. It's not like there's really a, a war going. There's not right, a lot of anger. Right. Momo is a rich dude. He's he's living his dream. But of course, right. why not get a little dig in? You know. Well, I don't know because I agree with you. I think it's hysterical, but I do think that if I was somebody else, I wouldn't think it was as funny, and I would think that it was insensitive or whatever it is. Well, he's known to have a potty mouth. Yeah, that's true. Little, little, he start stuff. He likes to start it. He's well, gotten himself get... in a little hot water in the past with his language. So. One of the followers on the show here they made a t-shirt already of it it's got the big F and the big M and it's yeah. real tiny so I was like he's like would you guys wear that I was like I'll wear one of those if I can get one of those do that so fast send them on over yeah, we'll, he, we'll put he, them on he, the guy I think, I think it's Clark Kenny calls himself on Twitter but man he, he put that up there and I was like I'd wear that at Comic Con if yeah. people want to send us t-shirts we'll yeah. give you an address to send them absolutely <laughs> I will wear a t-shirt blazing that thing I'll cut Me the too. sleeves off I'll <laughs> mow the lawn I don't give a damn I'll, I'll do that little tie thing on the side she'll do the tie thing that chicks do <laughs> Mike will do it too it's kind of Crop interesting it. <laughs> you know it, it goes into this where they're talking about where it's, it, it's almost two camps Marvel or DC people and yeah. I don't know where this came from I don't either. Because before Iron Man, Marvel fans were bashing their own movies with Punisher and Spidey and that, but then Marvel finally does well. Yeah, yeah. And now everyone's like, Marvel's this... DC, DC can't yeah. get their shit together. It's but all then, one big family. It's like us. Yeah. It's like the Marvel show before us. We're all friends. Matt Key's on the show all the time. We all want to watch right. everything. Absolutely. We all want to enjoy so everything. This, so oh, it's just a fun flame little, war you know. that they get so, going sometimes. I have to say, also coming from the comments, Retro Bat says Momoa did finally comment on it. He told, um, oh, you guys are going so fast. Told people to stop ta- taking things so seriously. Exactly. So well, I don't think it, are right. people really taking it that seriously. I think it was a, a kind That's of funny. Some, those two camps. I mean, you you see like couple of websites you go to and you know the flame wars start going and they, yeah. they really are they hate DC or, or the DC hate Marvel I was like that's I'm just excited yeah. we're getting like the comic book movies come on I mean, I know, good I know he's not here right now but uh, Gertler's like a big big fan of comic books in general right, and yeah. saying that doesn't really matter DC Marvel if you like comic books and you like both of them and he's with you Absolutely. that he doesn't know really yeah. where this rivalry started yeah. um, but I think that if you live in the don't take things so seriously some friendly competition can't hurt and it makes them raise their stakes and it elevates yeah, everybody true. to do better so I think that that's okay of course and we, we brought it up we thought it'd be how often <laughs> do you have a chance to start off a show with a, with a story like this yeah. it's hilarious to us we of course support everything and uh, and we're as we're super excited for DC and obviously Momoa is I mean look at how he's going to be as Aquaman that's a badass looking oh man it looks good character yeah. you have that poster unite the seven good god almighty uh, yes I mean and it's the dawn of the DC universe yeah mm-hmm. coming uh, coming over from Game of Thrones too because you guys know I'm a huge TV fan but you don't have to really be a TV fan to be a Game of Thrones fan because everybody is uh, but I've been re-watching because it's coming back up in April and oh my god he's just so freaking good I'm he's gonna, just so good I'm going to lose points here I don't watch Game of Thrones I don't watch Game of Thrones oh either oh my god who <laughs> 
I tried. I, I watched it. it, and the one guy was sleeping with his sister, and then pushed a little kid out of a window in a castle. I'm just kind of yeah. like, you're not into the incest thing. No, no not really. Your bag. Maybe no. in the 1400s, I would have been. When does it take place? I have no idea. Uh, and the dragon out her different shoulder. Different land, like, different, mm. different land, different time. Got it. I just, I, I only have so many hours in a day. And Game of Thrones, I'm like 97 episodes behind. So. I don't know if I can support this right now. Uh, you're on an no, island. I'm pot- whatever, <laughs> whatever island Game of Thrones, you're on there. And him and I are in yep. reality. Fine, I'll, I'll enjoy my island. And <laughs> I'll take all at. my DC fans with me. No. Yeah. So Momoa did comment on it. And uh, <laughs> no. What, yeah, no. What the hell? Uh, fun way to start the show. Moving on. Um, now, we're not going to really, we're not really getting into spoilers here on this show, but it is fun to kind of throw some things out there that are thrown out at us. Latino Review is always really on top. That guy's on his stuff, man. Yeah. And the Scoop Hunter even calls himself the big game hunter, but I mean, that guy is it's, on it. He should be at TMZ, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On, on one of the Schmoes No Show a few, I think it was like two months ago, Christian and I got in a fight about him because I was like, he's always right. Christian's like, no, he's got to be wrong sometimes. Well, and I, and well, he, okay. He well, is Christian wrong. will and never so I agree. Ate my, I ate my words that he has occasionally been off, he, but... Oh my God, he's really got it. No, he's you. Got it. There was this big. It was years ago, but discrepancy. The World War Hulk was going to be Phase Three, and this he really kind of overstayed. He was outside Marvel, the studios talking about it. But I mean, in that thing, all right, take Christian's change. side. Why don't you? No, I don't. I think the guy that uh, El Mambe. I don't really know. El Mambe, Mambe. I think he's great. Here's I think he's question. a true How fan, and I like the guy. The hell does he find these things? He's not an employee. No, he's got friends that are. I mean. There's, he's well, got here's, people here's in, my those, question. in those Why studios. Why would they leak information unless he's paying Everyone them? wants to be a part of something like that. It's right. like, but it's people, anonymous. Right, but to them, it's it's they're attached to him because he's now doing this thing where he goes and he posts to Instagram, mm-hmm. hey, I got a scoop. So it builds his Instagram. It, it's Everyone just wants that. It, it builds his celebrity. And I think that and some of the he leaks... he enjoys it, and it's what he wants to do, so he's it's good at it. This guy's good at it. Some of these leaks must be planned leaks, too. They're coming from directly well, from sources, and I, and I do think it's the same reason that screeners leak all of the time. Like, people want the, to be the reason other people are getting information. We or, were talking about this a little bit uh, in the Far, Far Away podcast. We, I don't understand the wanting to scoop something about a casting decision or, or, or plot points. I don't get that, but there's a whole industry or, or, or people, fans, that they love that stuff, and they want to know before... They actually let the studios unfurl it, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's an industry, and this this guy's he's a. But also noticing he's not, uh, he's not this, this shady about it. He's really seems like a good guy. Yeah, uh, and all the talking. So I, I I applaud him for what he does. You want to grab a beer with him? I'd love to. He's doing the <laughs> King of Cons at the Comic Con. I'd love to meet that guy. He seems like a great guy. And he might just be the go to for the major. Um, sure. Companies to say, yeah. hey, if, if anyone's they're always pointing to his story, so it's great, you know. He's... And those Instagrams he puts out, oh man, they're good man. Let's get into the first one, shall we? Yes. Uh, possible role for Batman in Suicide Squad. Like I said, from Latina Review, I'm not going to give away much. Basically, he claims, and I don't really see this as being the case, but mm. like you say, he's generally always he's, right. Yes. He <laughs> Batman may end up being some kind of boogeyman that no one's ever seen besides the Joker, and the government hates him, and the Joker is kind of seeked out by Amanda Waller, which will also lead into something about Joker, but your initial thoughts on that. Here, here's my deal. I always said that I do not want to see Joker introduced without Batman in the same film because I just don't, I think of them as tit for tat, whatever it is. And I am happy that if Joker is being introduced, which we know he is, right. that Batman will be there. But I don't know in what capacity Bat- it would be appropriate for Batman to be there. And what you just said doesn't quite sound. It doesn't add up with. 
Well, it seems like they're they're. I don't know if they're showing the squad this, but there are surveillance footage of Batman taking down criminals where they're trying to study that because they're thinking, well, if we we see how this guy operates, it'll give us uh, research on how to apprehend these other supers that are out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we can study on this guy who so we that, know is out there, but he's so good at evading all capture. So that might be that might be his only appearance. Yeah, he I, might not I even think be a he's going to be. Store. He might be the prototype of guy that you know. I think he's going to be like a found footage that, these surveillance cameras, and you see the cape. He might not even be an like, Affleck in it. He came in for one day of shooting. Oh, it's not yeah. even him. Look, you, you're just seeing we the cape and the cowl going, you know, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this cat out is one of his six movies or whatever he signed right. on for. So it, you know, it's it's interesting to see, which leads into the one that I'm really more excited about. So when talking about Joker. Latino Review mentioned that he's actually going to be possibly kind of jacked up, like doing prison workouts. Um, he's going to have a backstory and possibly a lot of interactions with Hugo Strange, who may be a psychiatrist at the prison. I think that is freaking awesome. Why do you think it's awesome? Just because it's so cool. Blows your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is one that I'd be more stoked about, and it, it would make a little bit more sense. I find it so interesting that everyone always has a problem. Like, people blew up when they showed they were talking he's going to be putting on weight for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Joker's not buff. The Joker's not this. It's like, well, back in, you know, Heath, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger wasn't were, skinny. Well, they were always like, oh, the Joker's got to be perma white. It's got to, his skin has got to be bleached. But then comes out Heath Ledger puts the paint on it. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Make so your this, own, it's like, you know? you know, you got Jack Nicholson who was kind of like the clown Joker. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger was the anarchist. I think he's kind of going to be this rock star kind of. Like, you know, in shape where he might, you know, who knows? Jim, Jim Morrison and Whiteface. I was thinking yeah. about this, and it's also interesting that he's actually going to be younger than Affleck's Batman. Because Affleck's Batman supposed he's got, I think, pushing 50 in the movie. So he's even older than what Affleck is. And Jared Leto looks young. Yeah, he does. He'll probably be playing younger. So I think this is the first time we're going to see a Joker younger than Batman. Right. Mm. Does that bother you? or no, do you... I, I could care less. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think going back, it's like people don't necessarily know what they want until it's in front of them. So Absolutely. people are always like throwing in their own two cents. And I, I'm guilty of the same thing. I'm always like, no, it has to be like this. But then I see something, I'm like, wow, if they had listened to me, it would have turned out like crap. And now it's <laughs> so much better. So I, I do think that we should kind of just like step back and let the creative decisions be handled by the experts. And don't forget, this all could be a swerve, and we don't know what we're going to see. Bottom line is, when you go to the movie theater, it's all going to be a surprise. Whatever yeah. we talk about here, whatever Latino Review throws Unless out Latino there, Review gets it and gets the script, and then... Either way, we'll though, everything. I'm still going to be surprised seeing it. Yeah. Regardless of what they tell me ahead of time, there's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff that is just going to explode on the screen. You'll be like, oh, I'm in. Right. But if Hugo Strange is a psychiatrist at the prison, oh, God, come on. <laughs> that makes sense. It's, it's you know. People in the chat are saying that uh, Leto is older than Ben Affleck. Is that true? Is he? I, I feel like Hell he, no. He looks, really? okay, here's the he thing. looks so young. Well, listen to the thing people talk about. A lot of people get so caught up in an actor's true age and an actor's true hair color. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. It matters what they can play. And I know Affleck is 43, he's I believe. One year, so Leto's one year older than Affleck nah, says record, Reeker of Havoc. He's aging well. Well, oh yeah, I mean, he's been on TV for a better half of 20 years, Holy so that would make God. sense. I would never have thought I that. I think he could play, like, a 25-year-old. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that, like, young skin. Like So Affleck is, like, 43, and he's playing, I think, Batman's supposed to be, like, almost 50 in this movie. Sure. So, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, that is a really good question. Who knows? I am, Not uh, me. <laughs> I am Ninja Panda in chat roll. Great suggestion. Brian Cranston for Hugo Strange. Holy shit. Oh, well, I just think Brian Cranston for president, so. For anything. <laughs> for anything, really. Ever since I think it was year one, I see him as Gordon. 
Oh, really? Oh, well, okay. Yeah. That's he's fair. Gordon to me. Oh, I, I'm, he's stuck in Godzilla right now for me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was a huh? Yeah. It's a rough go at it. <laughs> yeah. uh, one more thing here. Now we're talking Deathstroke. Apparently, um, Deathstroke's going to be involved somehow in Suicide Squad. How? We don't quite know, but... We have maybe an idea where he could be hired by Onslaught, which we spoke about last week. Right. He may be hired by Onslaught to take out the Suicide Squad. And on top of that, it looks like we have all but locked a actor to play yeah. Deathstroke. Um, Joe Manginello. Manginello. Man- so Italian, Man- I can't even. Joe Manginello. Joe Manginello. That was good. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I'm, I'm Sicilian. Uh, he actually just dropped out of the Ryan Murphy series Scream Queens due to, due to uh, scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Right. He has worked with David Ayer before on the film Sabotage. He's already jacked out of his gourd. Uh, what are your thoughts on number one Deathstroke's possible role being hired by Onslaught, the terrorist group, and also Joe Manganiello uh, possibly playing Deathstroke? Uh, I think that he must know something that we don't know because Scream Queens is supposed to be huge. Uh, Ryan Murphy is obviously really, really big. Uh, Liam Michelle is also cast. Well, I, I don't know because obviously he does American Horror. He also does Glee. He's got a lot of different sides to him. And I, I heard it's supposed to be funny but scary. So I don't really know. That's all I know about it so far. And that yeah. Leah Michelle was brought over from Glee afterwards. So I don't know. I just think that if you're signing onto a project with Ryan Murphy, you know it's probably going to do pretty well. <laughs> Everything And he if does. you're dropping that project because of scheduling, you must have something else that is scheduled. And what is that right. other than this? Um, so I, I think we've got a good chance of seeing him. And maybe that's just me speaking because I want to see him. Because mm-hmm. I think he's great. It's a little bit of a mixed reaction in chat role here. I mean, it's it's interesting you know. that it's mixed on that. I think he's perfect for it. I know a lot of people want him for Batman. Well, a lot of people want to see Manu Bennett because uh, he's already he's, playing Deathstroke. And they're very. But, I don't want to say they're similar. I should yeah, say that we can't. We can't get can't that. mix them up. We're, no. no, because then we're never going to be able. To, like, we're talking about no. Infinite Crisis. We're talking about mixing the TV. It, it just would be all hell would break loose if we cast somebody from Arrow. Yeah. On in the DC Cinematic Universe. It'd be, Oh my gosh! Mm-mm. And also it depends on the, oh, the vibe oh, an actor gives off. Someone's, you know, people are talking about is, is Joe Manganiello going to play Deathstroke or Shazam? To me, way better fit for Deathstroke. That's oh, just yeah. he's not a kid like actor. No. He, he's not going to. When you see him, he doesn't ex- exude a, uh, a youthful cheer. No. He's a dude that yeah. would fit better as the Deathstroke character. I yeah. Would think. No, I I think that he's a perfect fit, and like you, I'm kind of surprised that people aren't seeing it. Yeah, I don't, but I'm surprised that, that, that there's debate about it. I right. think he's perfect for it. Do you guys think that him dropping the project means that he more than likely is picking this project I up? Think, I think so. Or already has? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it certainly seems like it for him to uh, <laughs> for him to scheduling conflicts, a drop out of a huge Ryan Murphy series. That tells you something's happening. Right. right. Why else it tells you he... that he has a schedule conflict. Yeah. <laughs> and what else would he be possibly shooting? And he's worked right. with Ayer before. Yeah. So I think it all starts to add up a little bit. And and, and the storyline for that, that's it's not a huge uh, surprise if he would be hired by Onslaught. Right, yeah. I, I, that Onslaught character is a, not something that I'm very familiar with. That's a character that kind of came up in a, to be put in the movie. I'm kind of like, wow, that's that's interesting. They're, they're kind of broadening the DC universe, which is great. Yeah, and it would make about- sense for modern day society, and that's, I guess, as far as like having a terrorist group. Right. That would make sense. We could have Havoc in the chat says Manganiello was actually up for Superman at some point. Was that true? I cannot. It seems like everyone was up for Superman at really? one point. Matthew Bomer was up for the him. To me, yeah. he just well, seems. He's been up for a lot of stuff, yeah. too. He just seems so much older than Cavill for me. Than Cavill, yeah. yeah. Cavill, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't see that as a fit because he's so 
he's so much grittier. I, I have such a hard time remembering, not remembering it, but seeing him because he was Flash Thompson in the Tobey Maguire movies. Mm. To see him now, it's just like, that's only 10 years. And he oh, he grew up real fast yeah. and well, changed. He's, but, he's just got such a different vibe to him now, such a oh, different yeah. look. You get a trainer and a personal chef. Yeah. That's why he's and a great guy. And Death a true Club. blood. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Start drinking blood. You could put on some pounds, man. Yeah. Start getting that bench press up. I think I'm going to go for that whole blood thing. Uh, okay. Huh? <laughs> Roxy's a vampire, everyone. We, I do uh, watch enough vampire television. Oh. That's, she, that's true. She sits there with a glass of red wine and just pretends it's blood. <laughs> like, yes, okay. That's, that's yeah. Delicious. You think this is lipstick? It's really just oh. blood. I want to suck. Moving on. Your blood. Uh, let's get back to, uh, you know, Ooh. just a little more, I don't want to say smack talk, a little more fun stuff here. So Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman was on a South by Southwest panel this past week. It was a panel called Creative Activism. And he was questioned as to why DC had to reveal all of their plans before Batman vs. Superman. And he brings up a good point, but also followed up with a, a compliment to DC. Right. He says it's not organic, so there's going to be so much scrutiny on Batman vs. Superman when it comes out. But he did go on to say he thought Aquaman looked amazing, and he actually liked Man of Steel. So he does bring up a decent point. He, he wanted to see um, Justice League a surprise. That's kind of what I think he wanted. Yeah, I, I think it's so funny when people use the word actually. Like, and I actually liked that. It's kind of like a backhanded compliment. A little bit. Yeah, like, nobody else liked it, but I actually did. I hear that about my comedy all the time. <laughs> oh, no, never. Uh, yeah, I, you know, going back to the first thing we were talking about tonight, if Momoa can drop the F-bomb about Marvel, then it's only fair that people are firing back. And you kind you kind of can't take it too personally and shouldn't take things so seriously. And he was just being candid at the panel. And he was just giving yeah. his opinion. He didn't say anything too bad, but it's, you know, obviously getting a little bit of buzz he, going. He, so. he seemed like he wanted, and he was mentioned, I think, about the whole, he wanted, like, the Iron Man Nick Fury thing at the end mm-hmm. of a, a DC movie. So, but, right. you know, but it, that's the thing, though. He, he he wants DC to be original and surprise people. Well, then then he's saying he wants you to just copy what was, you know. I, I don't get this. We're, there's a lot going on where people are like, oh, DC is copying Marvel with the universe building and this and that. And I was like, are they really? Are they really copying just because Marvel had the standalone films to go into, you know, Avengers? It's Exactly. It, it seems pointless and, and, and shouldn't be this. You know, hey, we're going to complain about this because DC... It's you just know. we have a year to wait, and there's just people that have to talk, also, like us. Yeah. <laughs> then wouldn't they? Wouldn't Star Wars be copying that too? It, it, because yes, now they're doing but because their it's standalones. comics, and they don't they, they, they feel that. And I just I, I I hate sometimes that the people they get so visceral about it. I was like, well, if you don't if you you don't like the movie so much, you don't have to go see it. Yep. You don't have to pay the money to see it. Also. Uh, just copying something there's nothing is really completely original anymore so no. many things have been done that it's like if you see something and it's working you would be stupid to not follow something or I, I don't know I just I don't get that and let us not forget thank you Lumbreras 454 DC does have one of the greatest trash talkers in sports entertainment history The Rock <laughs> so if you want to get that trash talk going trust yeah that's true he will take care Absolutely. of everything that's true that's and right. and Dick and, Fundy would agree. And Manginello, he can talk. He has some big ones going in there. Yeah. And Jason Momoa, yeah. we got three yeah. massive trash talkers. Yeah. Okay, I want to see. I like how those guys just like to start stuff. They mm-hmm. just like throwing it out there and starting stuff. We Why need not? like we need uh, Margot Robbie or or Cara Delevingne to come out and say and talk some smack. <laughs> That's what we need. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Like bring, that. Bring, you know, bring, bring that it. thunder. <laughs> know what I mean, we need a woman the out field there. there. <laughs> uh, this is interesting too. Um, WB CEO Kevin Tushuhara. I think I said that correctly. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I, I struggle with that so bad. Practiced all week. <laughs> he came out and basically wanted to. He said that DC is going to be edgier than Marvel. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to take edgier as. This is his quote. So the worlds of DC are very different. They're steeped in realism, and they're a bit edgier than Marvel's movies. The key thing is that the movies and television shows and the games, everything looks very different. You have to be able to take advantage of the diversity of these characters. I just think we're talking about so many different movies. Every movie has a different tone slightly. So, yes, some movies are edgier, and then some aren't, and some Marvel movies are edgy, and then some of them really aren't. Like, I wouldn't I, call Guardians particularly edgy, but uh, Captain... You know, I, I just think yeah, some of them are. Some of them are. Guardians is not edgy at all. No. It was, it was it, amazing. It's but not, no. but then, you know, you've got other movies where your best friend turns evil and mm-hmm. taking you out, and I, I, that's edgy. Is he referring to the fact of how Man of Steel was not the Superman everyone loves? In the sense that, you know, he was the... The chipper guy, the smiling, saving the little cat in the tree originally. And that version, I'm sorry about that, they're kind of going that way with it. Well, did you find Man of Steel to be particularly edgy? I love Man of Steel. I'm not a Superman guy. Superman's never been an edgy... I actually love Man of Steel. Superman's not an edgy character. That's Batman's job. Right, but I think people were like, that's not Superman to do this and that movie and this and that. And his dad telling him that he maybe should let these kids die. But it was like, that's their world they're creating with this Superman that's starting off. And I think... That, that that's the blueprint they're using Man of Steel to kind of create this universe. I think all their characters, even when they bring Hal Jordan in, who is kind of like the the fly boy, the, the charming, you know, cocky guy, it will still be a little more steeped in this darker reality. Yeah, I, I didn't that's find I but I didn't find our what opened us to this reality, Man of Steel, to be particularly edgy. I found it a little sad. And I also was I'm I'm somewhere in between, but I did for the most part like the movie. Uh, but when you look at, say, their TV shows, we've got Arrow, really edgy, mm-hmm. and Flash, not edgy at all. But right. still amazing. But still Which amazing. Which we're going to get to. Right. So uh, in general, I tend to like edgy things, uh, but I, I think that there's a time and a place for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that this might make people a little nervous based on the no humor allowed in the DC clause that, that mm. somehow oh, no, that's, got that's made all, up at some point. That's all a complete myth. I look at it this way. if it If you're writing a script and a chance for humor comes up, you go with it. But the thing is with comedy, you never want to force a joke in when it's really not necessary or when it doesn't really fit. And right. that's all there's right. DC fans aren't going to walk away disappointed if they're like, oh man, I just didn't giggle enough. No, no. Just tell, tell an amazing story yeah. and, and, and give us something that we've never seen before and everyone's going to be thrilled. Yeah, I agree with that. As long as the movie is great, people don't really care what what direction eh. and Jim Mills brings up a good point he said Superman is a little edgier now they revamped him in the new 52 for modern times so point taken they can take some pieces from new 52 into cinematic right. as well right you know what would make it the edgiest sorry they're asking for it in the chat no don't do it Ben Cat joined it'd be so edgy he'd piss in all your litter boxes okay I'm done I'm done that was it for the yeah. day <laughs> You know, Johnny, they're starting to make memes about your face when I do Bane Cat and what you do in, as a reaction. Can't you just smile and nod? For everyone in chat roll who wanted that, I will never forgive you. I didn't make it up. They were asking for it, I swear. Mm-hmm. And then somebody said, what's Bane Cat? And then I really panicked and had to do it. <laughs> so, if you're listening on iTunes, uh, please stay listening. 
Uh, <laughs> we appreciate your patronage. Oh, boy. Chat rolls is about to go crazy with the showing up of Famecat. All right, moving on. Oh. Okay. Oh. Was that edgy enough for you guys? So we mentioned The Flash. Let's get into it. First off, yes. uh, po- you know, The Flash Arrow spinoff. Uh, we don't know if it's ever going to happen, but yeah, let's be honest, it's going to happen. Um, yeah. Executive producer Greg Berlanti mentioned, uh, we, we talked about last week about how there's going to be three new characters that had never been introduced before um, in live action. Mm-hmm. He also mentions there's going to be a new villain. Uh, now, Greg Berlanti also works on Supergirl. That's going to be coming out. He says he wants the Flash Arrow spinoff to be most similar to the recent crossover episodes, which I know makes everyone go crazy. He said, you want to feel like that eventiness all the time. He's like, I want a new female superhero, but I want to introduce a new villain that we haven't seen before. Yeah, the fact that he said this is going to be like the crossover blows my mind because that episode was one of the best episodes of television I've seen in a long time. I just don't know how that's going to hold up week after week after week. Will it lose its effect because we've got this like super load amazingness every single time? And will they be able to keep up that quality? You it think seems they like, might? Well, it seems like they're going for the comic series Brave and the Bold. Right. Where it was two heroes teamed up. They've got their core group, and then every, episode, every let's say, maybe three or four episodes, they bring a new hero in. Mm-hmm. That would seem almost what they're doing with this whole team-up thing. Yeah. Which, what I find still interesting is the fact that Robbie Amell has not been named in the cast. Mm-hmm. And he came out recently and said, because, you know, certain things in the sense. What I think, and this is from... A behind the scenes You're talking about as Firestorm? As Firestorm. But mm-hmm. they mentioned Victor Garber. Yeah, which was, was so bizarre. So, I, saw, I saw that and I was thinking, but you know, they, they have the power now to separate and join whenever they want, which isn't typical right. of the character. So this is my theory on that. I think Robbie Amell has booked another pilot. Because we're in pilot season right now. I think he has already booked a pilot. Because Tomorrow People was gone. He was just a guest star. And you've got to think from an actor standpoint, oh, i got to work. So all this show wants me. So he booked yeah, a pilot. He, he could feel- drop out if he wanted sure to. Sure he could. I mean, but they're he, not, they had, he might have gotten that offer before. What if he didn't book a pilot and he's now just a series regular for Flash? Then do you know. think they'd be able to pull him because over? Because things happen differently. Like, I remember Arrow was, like, they didn't go into production a while, but Amel was cast in, like, January mm-hmm. of that. So he was cast early on. Robbie Mel could have been cast in this pilot way before they wanted to do this team up episode. It would have to be a CW pilot though, because sure. that's that's so his now that world. They've, now they've left him to the point of we're bringing him in as a guest star. They'll have they'll have um, uh, Professor uh, Stein be kind of like the oracle of this group, the the you know yeah. tech person keeping everyone together. And whenever they need Firestorm for an episode, they'll bring Robbie in as a special right. guest. Star. There you go, which makes perfect It'd sense. Be really I mean, cool. It already has Adam, Black Canary, Captain Cold, Heat yeah. Wave, like you said, Firestorm. Um, yeah, Black Canary. And then budget-wise, you don't have Firestorm every episode. Right. So it saves on their money. It's a great point. And if it's going to be a crossover, they mentioned it might almost be like uh, collections of miniseries. Yeah. Right. And that's so. why I think, like you're talking about, we bring in two people per time, then they go, and then they and, go and come back. I'm sorry. They said recently they're thinking it's going to be a mid-season show. Hmm. I read that. I, th- I think they said it's going to come out in spring of so you 2016. Do you think wow. something's going to happen that I makes think, it come out? I think they'll do, f- like, Flash and Arrow, have the break. Put that in there just like they did Agent Carter for S.H.I.E.L.D. So that way the fans always have something. And you're not over and uh, stimulating people putting three shows Plus, out Plus mid-season, you generally don't have as much pressure. Exactly. Do well. I, yeah, I got to say, it's going to make my life sound like it's it's pretty perfect. But I it, this is the worst thing that happens in my life when the shows <laughs> go off and they're on hiatus. And I, for months, am like, 
arrowless and flashless. So if they could do something to fill that void in my yeah. life, I would really appreciate it. CW could just be the DC TV show universe for all I care. Yeah. Just put them all out there. Well, people go, I mean, the, for the crossover episodes, everyone yeah. loves it. And let's let's get into the Flash episode because oh, you, man. I know you lost your damn mind. Uh, for but, this week's Flash episode? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. With a hand going, I'm I'm going to give give you guys a grand introduction and just take that away. You will have the floor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, to discuss this week's episode of The Flash, which was mind blowing, mind boggling, and completely incredible to the brain, ears, eyes, nose, and throat. I give to you Roxy Stryer and Mike Kalinowski. Thank you very much. All right, here's the deal. I've got a couple things to say to start. Number one, I know that some of you guys are overseas and you get the episodes later than we do. So if you don't want spoiler alerts, then try to skip over the next minute or so of this podcast. So I'm really sorry we get them. I I have to say, I thought that this was the best episode of Flash so far. You guys, in all of your tweets, asked us to talk about that, which is why we're talking about it. I know that we do mostly movies, but I can't even help it. I was freaking out. It's yeah. so unbelievable, but it also doesn't matter at all because it never happened. But it did happen because I saw it. Right. I, I mean, it's I got time, time travel. You, did you see it? But did time I? Time travel, it, it's so raw. You, you don't still understand. It's like, right. all right, but because in that episode, the, the, the one actress was like, oh, my cab, I'm going to be late for work. I was like, and you're like why, why did they put that in? There? I knew. I was like, that's a timestamp. That's a timestamp. Like, They're doing something. For? Yeah, I was like, you can't waste a single second now, on the show. I'm a little different than you in this episode. I felt it was 45 minutes of Okay. Ooh. 15 minutes of like, holy God. Okay, yeah. are you calling the Cisco part okay? No, I love Cisco. Okay, okay. I okay. love Cisco. That what guy. about, how do you feel oh, about Barry and Iris? Me, Eddie and Iris, I cannot stand You can't stand them as a couple. I can't, I don't know if it's the actress or the actor. I just, something there, I just, it doesn't read true to me mm. on, on the two of their relationships. Oh, my other question is, it's, what is the relationship between Wells and Eddie now? We know that they're related, but right. what is it? That's what like, is it? I, I, I just have so many more yes, questions so I need to have answers, but at least we got something. And we also, like you said about the time travel, we're starting to develop rules. And right. I'm, I feel like I need to be writing every single thing down, like at this day, at this well, time. That's that's a mark of great television, though. When you have more questions than answers. Yeah. And they, like, absolutely with, with the with the Eddie and Iris thing, I, I think it might just have to do with the fact that it's almost kind of like the Laurel stuff in season one of Arrow. Right. I really didn't like her, but now I love her. Mm. So it's like I want to like these guys because they're personal. Roxy people. be hating. Uh, uh, oh. She she's grown on me a yes, little. I did not I, she like came her over from season. Gossip Girl, and I loved got her character on Gossip Girl. It was very different, and she was evil, so it was hard for me to adjust. But, uh, yeah, with, the, with Eddie and rolling. him, like, I knew, she hating. I knew when the series started, I knew Eddie would not be reverse Flash. I just knew. I was like, there's no way they didn't cast a bigger that. name actor in this role that he would eventually be the nemesis. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, it was just incredible. Now, did you ever hear this, that there was some fan talk and it made sense. They thought that Harrison Wells was Barry Allen from the future. Yeah, mm. yeah but people thought that. That was kind of cool. But then when, when we saw him in the yellow suit, he came yeah. out and he said... I am the reverse flash. Right. Do not mistake it. I yeah. am the reverse flash. So once he said that, I was like, either Johnny's point, major swerve, or, right. or he's really the reverse flash, which, well, well is. it's funny you bring up reverse flash. Uh, we're talking about Wally West next. We're going to lead right into it. Yeah. Possibility. So, uh, so cool. So in the new 50, so executive producer Andrew Kreisberg said, you know, in, in new 52, Wally West, African American, and, Oh, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yes. And so they're saying that as far as he's concerned, Wally West is, is an African American. And so, so Kid Flash, um, if he's going to appear, 
I believe he's talking about in the spinoff series, or is he talking about the no, Flash? No, he's talking about season two of, of the, the Flash. Flash. Right, right. Wally West Wally might West. be making an appearance. And now we got time travel, so it's easy to do. Not really easy, but and also because he's Kid Flash, and we have, and he is supposed to be black, and then we do have Iris and right. whatever. There's yeah. just so many different possibilities, and I'm really excited to see his character. But it's kind of weird because I think he is something about Linda. Isn't Linda it's supposed to be his? And then I love Linda Park in that show. But she's now awesome. maybe he'll come mm. for her, and something. You know, maybe she's somebody we don't know. Who she, I don't know. Well, the new the bottom line is New Fifty Two <laughs> may be gone, but there's still right. a great influence that they're not forgetting about. And so, of course, how cool would that be? You know, I always thought going into this that Grant Gustin is too young for Barry Allen. No, I, I just I view him as too young. I always thought he was a great Bart Allen. I, I love the actor, hmm. but I just would love. To see, but because now thinking about it, it would have had so much better impact because they got the trickster coming in and Mark Hamill's playing him, and they talk about it that you know thirty years ago this character was the trickster in Central City causing so much havoc. How awesome would it have been to have John Wesley Ship? be the original Flash who stopped being the Flash for some reason <laughs> here comes this trickster out of retirement this young Flash and then we get John Wesley Ship as the Flash it yeah. would have been and then throw, throw in a little Mark Hamill yeah it, it would have been <clears throat> but the same reason that oh, they did New 52 I I, that opportunity I was like oh. it's the same reason they did New 52 they want to bring in new fans and they want I people to be that. able to start from scratch yes. and it's like you don't want to have to go back and watch a whole series in order to understand what's going on in this series although you wouldn't necessarily it. have to I don't know I just I think that they're hey. going a really good direction we got some <laughs> big news here from Clark Kent on no. Twitter at only in Rushville, he says, "DM me sizes and an address, and I'll ship off some T-shirts." Hey, Hello, there he is! Oh my God, that's ru- can yes. anybody match it? Going once, going no, twice. I saw him. On, I saw him on Twitter. He was he was the guy that made it up. I mean, if he, how many T-shirts do you have, Clark? Because we'll we'll pay you for some. I mean, I've been, <laughs> I've been looking the hell out of that thing. I've been trying to find a badass Aquaman T-shirt online, and all I find are these like really crappy <laughs> recreations. I want like an original one that fits well and is like, comfortable. You want a hand-drawn one? I want to wear. Sure, it. I got you. you know, comic shirts, but I don't want something I'll find at Target. I want like, that's some, what I'm saying. Like a nice, cool. I'm telling you, hot topic. They get the question. Like, I'm I love, telling you. We love fine. I'm guys. telling you. I'm a grown ass man. I'm not going hot topic. I understand you're a grown ass man. I walk in hot topic, and I just get this. The well, that's why they have twenty percent off online. I swear to God that they they didn't pay me to say that. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I get the stares when I walk into Hot Topic. Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> who are you babysitting? Well, you want to buy something? Well, you buy something for your son or your daughter here? So oh, why are you in here? God. God. And then you're buying. Then you buy your goth makeup. You're like, don't worry about it. All right, moving on. Um, we actually just had someone ask us in chat. Well, you're going to talk about Batgirl. We sure are. Uh, Batgirl, How did they know? I don't know. This this steams my clams. This whole Batgirl thing. You know what really grinds my gears? Is that an expression? <laughs> yeah, it steams my clams. Well, let me. Let I under. Oh my god! <laughs> you're from the East Coast, aren't you? It makes I am. Sense. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into it for those of us that don't really know uh, the story. So Batgirl, a cover sparked a little bit of controversy. So Batgirl number forty one. There was a Joker variant cover to celebrate the seventy fifth anniversary of the Joker. Mm-hmm. The cover basically makes her look more like the victim than the hero. And so the artist Raphael Albuquerque released a statement saying, my artwork was designed to pay homage to a comic that I really admire and I know is a favorite of many readers. The killing joke is part of Batgirl's canon and artistically, I couldn't avoid portraying the traumatic relationship between Barbara Gordon and the Joker. For me, it was just a creepy cover that brought up something from the character's past I was able to interpret artistically. But it has become clear that for others, it's touched a very important nerve. I respect these opinions and despite whether the discussion is right or wrong, no opinion should be discredited. My intention was never to hurt or upset anyone. And he basically goes on to say that he requested that the cover be pulled 
followed by DC with a statement saying, we published comic books about the greatest heroes of the world and the most evil villains imaginable. The Joker variant covers for June are in recognition of the 75th anniversary of the Joker. Regardless, if fans like the homage to Alan Moore's uh, The Killing Joke graphic mm-hmm. novel from 25 years ago or find it inconsistent with the current tonality of Batgirl books, threats of violence and harassment are wrong and have no place in comics or society. We stand by our creative talent and per Raphael's request, DC Comics will not publish the Batgirl variant. Okay. I Holy shit. Sh- Alright, here's here's the deal. Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak first oh. so that in case anybody wants to call you guys sexist or whatever they want to say, that at least I, I jumped in first. Okay. I think that this is outrageous. Yeah. I, I honestly I respect people's opinions also, as I said in there. Did I take any offense to this as a woman? Absolutely not. It's make believe. Right. It's the history of a character. Are we gonna go back and say that he never sodomized Gordon right. and paralyzed her? These are the seminal moments in these characters' history. Right. We are so as a society that everything is is offensive and yeah. men if we like this we we appreciate beating women and it's like no I read this article online recently it was talking about you know if you were a kid in the 70s and a kid today and they said the kid in the 70s if he came to work with a shotgun in his truck because he went hunting there the principal that day would see the shotgun go oh, look at my one look at this model I've got yeah. whereas today the SWAT team would be called and this kid would be going to jail it's but that's justifiably so yeah. because that's society but, today but it's it filters down to comic books this is art form this yeah. writer and artist should be allowed to do whatever they want. Like, if you guys go to the comic store, there's a character called Deja Thoris from mm-hmm. Warlord of Mars. Every cover of her, they have a variant cover, she's naked. Completely naked. And, and we're they put okay it, with it. And they put it on the shelf behind yeah. with tape, you know, up. But it's there. This mm-hmm. is where... This is freedom. Why? I think feminism gets so misinterpreted in this kind uh. of situation because I think that to be a feminist means to be an equalist and if you are for equal rights and if this was a guy who was being and a, a woman doing it to him nobody would and have it, a problem and, with and it if so yeah, I, if you read the story Batgirl is empowering and, and really, also I, I think the one the one argument is that Batgirl they're trying to cater to a bit of a younger audience they think it might scare people off but come on it's freaking art it's art yeah. and it's make believe if anything make it a variant cover that more expensive and you've got to ask behind the shelf for it if, if it's that much of a right. problem. I also don't find it to be that well, vulgar or I, gory or, no. or I don't know. I think it could have gone further than that. And yeah. I, I feel bad because I understand that other people are taking this very offensively and personally. And for them, yes, I want their opinion to be respected. But there are things but that are why? out there that I take personally and offensively, but I appreciate that they're out there because everybody's got their but own why opinion. Are they upset at it? People were apparently know. receiving threats. Now, they claim uh, the artist uh, Raphael Albuquerque was not receiving any threats. Um, but you know that's the the problem with social media. There's there's benefits and there's drawbacks. The one drawback is, you know, the keyboard warriors say some really awful things to people. I mean, you've you've seen what's happened on this show. Uh, you see what's you going know? on, Ashley Judd, where she was with Dick Vitale, sports things, yeah, commenting, been, and then the guys are like, "I'm going to rape you," and this and that. I was like, "Whoa!" Well, they've been yeah. friends. I think it's over the Dick Vitale thing. When they, yeah. yeah, they've been friends for 25 years. Dick Vitale is is a staple in college basketball, and and. Yeah, people are just, they're terrible. And with Kurt Schilling's daughter, the stuff they say to her on Twitter, it's just the same. It, it goes so, back to the same thing. I want to go to the chat, though, because we were asking about why people were offended. Please, yeah. Um, and somebody, I'll, I'll keep it anonymous just in case they want, said, uh, she doesn't look like a hero. She looks like a victim, well, a victim of, of sexual thing. assault, mind you. But, so I, I maybe that people are offended because they're, she's just wrongfully being portrayed. But I think But she was are, a victim in part of the... Th- they're not forgetting so, that. Yeah, the fact that... Barbara I mean, Gordon, she was saw her father sodomized 
paralyzed, and she rose to become Oracle in that version of DC. One of the greatest characters, she's handicapped, and one of the strongest characters in DC Universe. It empowered them. Right. Bruce Wayne's she parents was are a murdered. victim. So why is the, what's wrong with the cover? You know why? And, yes. and, and it was brought up a great point in chat roll. A lot of the people that are offended don't know the freaking story. They just see the cover and they're like, oh no. Okay. Oh, we can't have that. Because they have no idea that was the thing that happened. All these characters, they're empowered. This is what Heisenberg says. Shout out to Heisenberg. says, the Joker kills children in a daycare in the 90s, but people care about this. <laughs> yeah, I remember that scene. It was from, uh, it was Cataclysm. And it was and he killed Gordon's wife. He's walking out. He's got all these babies in his arm, and he's just killing them. And he kills his wife in front of him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't it's, know. I think the image came out. No one knows the context of it. And it's like, when I said, got to warriors. Me. It just goes nuts. I, yeah. DC Comics. You can't say that it, it, it's degrading women and taking away their power. It empowers them. That's the moment you look back and go, "Wait a minute." She rose above this guy mm-hmm. and, and didn't try and ki- eventually kill him. She rose to one of the right. greatest characters in the DC. And, and kudos to the artist. He said he's like, "Look, this is the artistic interpretation I came up with." Yeah. In my brain because I felt it was authentic to the story. Well then, all right, let's keep yeah, it up there. I think he's. I totally. I, I wish he I understand his point. Down. I do understand his point to be like, look, I don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers. Yes, I understand. But for him to say, I, I don't blame him defending himself at all. No. Yeah, I, I'm interested in the fact that they pulled it, and I'm kind of bummed that they did because I think that maybe standing your ground is the right move. However, if it really did offend people, and he just wants to kind of step back from that then I guess yeah. I guess art should be and it was put said under the shelf perfectly in chat roll by Ryan M the cover won't change the story indeed sir you are correct yeah. you so. can't uh, what is it buy a book read a book but can't, can't. Wow. judge a book by come on get it <laughs> get it <laughs> you can get it Roxy get this get oh this oh my god you can't that was like a brain the fart book moment tells like, you what the characters by the cover when you open the book oh, there's you know that's many, where the words are I just got like 15 tweets at least True, about how bad that is, was and how dumb I am I'm sorry guys it was a moment that was classic uh, should we get into some questions we got about five minutes let's left. hit to it let's hit I mean, the questions we pretty much covered everything for this week so let's do it good week busy week yeah The the last thing I just really briefly wanted to touch upon was the fact that iZombie premiered, um, which if you guys are DC fans, you should go check it out. It's on CW and it's on Tuesdays at 9 o'clock. It took Supernatural's old spot. And I actually really enjoyed it. I don't know that much about zombies. I know a lot about vampires, but this is teaching. (laughs) That's just a great quote. I don't know much about zombies, but vampires, you call them. No, werewolves, witches, vampires, I know a lot about, but zombies, not that much. And it did pretty well. Um, I don't know if that's because The Flash has been doing so well and people just kind of stuck around or what, but I, I asked you guys all on Twitter last night and people are seeming to really like it, so I would suggest checking it out if yeah. you if you want, obviously. Pretty cool story. She uh, she helps solve murders by eating brains of the dead. She likes to well, eat kind of like a little brains. Dexter thing going on here. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, little, bit. It's kind of yeah. like a Dexter yeah. thing, but with a zombie. So. Mm-hmm. Nice twist. So. Yeah, it's cool. Very cool. A little bit cool. of a copper taste, I would More imagine. More comic yeah. books on TV, so I'm all for it. Sure. Fantastic. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> getting to the questions from you guys, which you can submit on Twitter and on Facebook and on YouTube and Everywhere. on iTunes and anywhere else you so please. Uh, this is from at Straight Snuggles wants to know what sports athlete would you like to see play a hero or a villain in the DCCU? Mm-hmm. Throw it to you on that one. I got a couple. And yeah, uh, you got so a lot I'm of wrestling knowledge. So that's I'd like to hear. Every, everyone watching knows I'm going to go the pro wrestling route, but it's, there's a good reason for it. A lot of wrestlers have proven themselves to a certain extent as actors. Most pro athletes have not done that. I mean, you look at how many pro athletes have become decent actors. There's Michael not Jordan, many. Space Jam, done. 
Really? Well, thank For you. every Michael Jordan, there's a Howie Long or a Brian Bosworth or all those guys. She's kidding. Michael Jordan can't act. <laughs> Brian Bosworth can outact Kazam any day. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> point taken. So Kazam. That was so Another good. point taken. Actually, Shaq has a pilot for True TV coming out. I don't know if it's going to get picked up. You but go, boy. Anyways, oh. so my that's my point. Is a lot of pro athletes have not proven themselves to be good actors. I guess Rick Fox might be considered the best crossover. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go the pro wrestling route. I got two guys. I had mentioned Dean Ambrose on the show before. He actually has a movie coming out with WWE Studios. He's one of the most real dudes in wrestling right now. When And he came from the indie scene where, like, if you look up him on – he used to be John Moxley. Look up some of his matches. Some of the bloodiest, goriest, craziest matches literally in front of 20 people. The guy's out of his mind, and now he's on a national platform. He's amazing. I think he can be an incredible actor if given the shot. But another guy, since we're talking about superheroes, uh, a guy named Wade Barrett. He goes by Bad News Barrett right now. He's six foot seven. He is a former bare knuckle boxing champion in England. There's actually a thing called bare knuckle boxing. Is that what it sounds like? They got old fisticuffs oh, going on there. Just put, put the Dukes Let's up. Go for Classic it. Oh, stuff. It's kind of, he was a champion in that. He's six foot seven, and he's British. That has all the makings of a solid superhero, and no one's really mentioned him before thinking about that. He actually was also in the movie mm-hmm. Dead Man Down with Colin Farrell. Didn't have a huge role, but he was in that movie. So those are two choices that I think would be very interesting. All right, here's what I got. Obviously, you guys know I'm from Boston. I'm a big fan, but there recently has been talk about Tom Brady potentially wanting to be an actor when he's oh, done as no, a player. No. Okay. No. I think, first of all, he does great in those UGG commercials. I've never seen <laughs> it. And second of all, I think that he's amazing and can do whatever he wants. And he's also built, and a lot of these superheroes are built, so Tom Brady for Shazam. <laughs> can I pass on this one? Yeah, yeah you can pass. I'm not a sports guy. That's I, I think athletes to athletes, actors to actors, movies and TV. Ashes to ashes. Some yeah, people are just multi-talented. Just, well, all right. That begs to be seen. Moving on. What do we got? Roxy. I think we have... Okay. okay go ahead. This is from at Batboy1989. Will Batman kill the Joker in the DCMCU? All the best from Germany. You guys rock. So, hello, Germany. Guten Tag. Yeah, and then I think you said something maybe in German that I can't pronounce, so that back to you. (laughs) Answer. Uh, I I say no. No. He's going to stick around. I think you have to, because let's not forget, 2020 can't be the end of everything. I mean, unless society, unless the world blows up. But like a reboot or whatever. I mean, unless the world ends. I think they're they're going, this is what's going to, for the foreseeable future, what they're establishing, they're not going to, unless... They're bombs. That's what Spider-Man thought. Exactly, unless they're bombs. And Spider-Man so. was amazing, and everybody out there is wrong who thinks that it wasn't. What, are you talking about okay. Spider-Man 2? Yeah, amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, boy. Here uh, we go. No, but I, I agree. I he think won't. that I don't think that he will. No. Um, I think that people would be bummed to see the Joker go. Especially... No, no granted, Joker... I mean, he may kill Joker, and then somehow magically he'll reappear down um, the road. Maybe unless because they're pulling the 52 stuff in. If you guys are reading 52, Scott Snyder's, what he's doing right now with Endgame, Joker, mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. And it would make killing the Joker, I'm not going to spoil it, but just a little difficult. How about Joker as a hologram with Tupac? Mind blown, everyone. Because the Tupac Coachella hologram? Oh, gosh. I was there. Shout out. All right. Moving on. Do I have time for another question? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is from at only in Rushville wants to know, what do you... That's the guy that's who's going to say So, shout out to you. That's why we're yeah, asking your question. Buddy. You're the best. Also, what do you guys think about uh, one of the Batman solos being a prequel to Man of Steel? I think I read this on Twitter today. I I love it. Yeah. I, I, because, and I say this, I want to, I don't want an origin. Please, God, I don't need to see Affleck's origin. 
is Batman. I sure. want it established. Let him go. So this could be him as Batman. And I don't want to see villains' origins. Let these characters. That's why I love Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. We're not getting the origins of all these characters. They're already established in the universe, being brought together. Make it Batman in his prime fighting these villains that he's fought before or something. Yeah. I think but that's phenomenal. What part but, of it but being also, a prequels? I mean, there's always a chance of a prequel tanking. That's the only. What part of it being a prequel would necessarily mean it wasn't an origin? Because he's talking. He says before Man of Steel, right? Was the question? Right. This is because he's been Batman for I think 15 years in their universe that they're saying. Yeah, but how pre is prequel? I'd say prequels a year or two before you know Kal El shows up on Earth. Mm. Where he's Batman, and maybe the end of that one movie leads into him finally seeing Man of Steel, what the events of Man of Steel, maybe with the World Engine and Metropolis, yeah. and then kind of goes around. I don't think they will do prequels. I think they'll do, you know, past what's going on. We are. I know that you don't want an origin because you are very well versed in everyone what is. Come on. Okay, I. I My mom knows. Why Batman is Batman. That, My mom that's knows. true, but necessarily do your niece and nephew know? You know, I, I just made that up. Who knows if you, you have a niece and nephew. You can do what they did with the with the Raimi trilogy and do some paintings at the beginning of the movie showing his parents. Oh, well, no, we couldn't show his parents laying in a pool of blood because someone would get upset. Well, you could show the father, but we just did, not the mom. Yeah, we'd get upset and say that, you know, <laughs> Sorry, terrible. I don't mean to make a joke. Didn't we also have one more question about uh, possible Green Lantern thing? Yeah, yeah. No. We'll answer have... it real quick and then we'll get okay, it. Okay, so last question from Roberto Santana says, here's a thought. What do up, you... Robert? Do you guys think that Tom Hardy could in the future play Guy Gardner? And the whole Green Lantern movie could just be a core movie about the Green Lantern Corps. So. I. Yeah. I mean, that that, character fits him. Wise ass loudmouth. I think Hardy. He could do that. That man, Roberto, hits the nail on the head for perfect casting. Tom Hardy is Guy Gardner. And I would love to see Ben Affleck just punch him right in the face. Do you guys think. That's from the comics, everyone knows. Regardless of what the role is or anything like that, do you guys think that Tom Hardy will be offered a role in DC after what just happened? They want him. Yeah, but are they pissed at him? No. Okay. Just didn't work out. The deal didn't work out. I, I sure Maybe. as heck hope so because I'm a big Tom Hardy supporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just didn't work out at the time. Give him some time. A couple of years. He'll come back. I think he will. They always come back. Come back right. swinging. What a show. This was a lot of fun once again. Great to be back. Uh, yeah, Mike Kalinowski, put yourself over. Go right ahead. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys again for the comments. I, I try and read all of them and, and talk to you guys out there. Uh, thank you so much. You're one of the reasons that uh, I'm back here, I guess. But uh, so again, at Mike Kalinowski on Twitter, I think Instagram. I'm Instagram. I really, I think I post pictures of my dog. Boom. On Instagram. People like dogs. I follow. I love dogs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My little guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, reach out to me, guys. I love chatting with you guys. You're phenomenal. So thank you for again for having me. Roxy Stryer. You guys can find me at Roxy Stryer and thank you for joining us live in the chat yeah. on YouTube where you can find us at 2.45 on Thursdays if you want to join us live next time mm-hmm. and as always on Twitter and all of those great places we love being with you guys. Get, us, get our Facebook likes up. We got to keep jumping those up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And that thumbs up that five stars. Yes, please do. Um, at Jay Quasto and uh, actually I got to headline the Bray Improv uh, this week and one of our listeners slash viewers Ruben Najara actually came out to the show. Oh my God. Oh. And it was great to meet him, and uh, he lives in the area, and actually drove all the way back up from Arizona. He's actually got a film coming out, and so he's a busy dude himself. Came to the show. It was great to see him. We talked oh for a little God. bit. Wow. And uh, other than that, at Jay Quasto, jlocomedy.com. If you're in Arizona, I'm going to be uh, headlining the Stand-Up Scottsdale April 2nd to April 5th, Easter weekend, so please come out. We'll have a party. We'll have a great time. Don't miss it. I hear he's pretty funny. Eh, do what I can. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, and of course, follow at Adam Gertler. He will be back very, very soon. People, well, I want to say, people don't know soon. I think the cat's out of the bag now. Adam Gertler and I are the same person. Yes. We've pulled the Harrison Wells reverse flash. I've come back in time. I'm trapped here. And yeah. this is kind of like a speed double of myself with that. That's why we're never on together. And yeah. you know how to make sausage. 
I do. Boom. Hey. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Take care, guys. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 